Sutton Mayfair has nothing left to lose. My best friend is getting married to the woman I love. They say the nice guy finishes last, so what's the point of being a goddamn gentleman? Maybe I should take what I want. Even that sexy little thing on the street corner. She needs a hot meal and a place to sleep. Instead, I'm taking her home to soothe the savage beast inside me. I was born a bastard, and for the first time in my life, I act like one. Except the more I use her, the more I need her. I didn't know I had someone left to lose, but for a single heartbeat, I had her. Get the book everyone is talking about. Mating Theory by New York Times bestselling author Sky Warren is out now. Hey, lady listeners. Hey, lady DJs. Wow. What's up? So we have, uh, well, we don't really know where, what state the world is in when this when this goes live, but we, <laughs> I don't know if we're all going to be inside and quarantined or what, but it's Friday. We found out yesterday in real time that a Polycon got canceled. So yeah, um, yeah. that sucks. We were like really looking forward to seeing some of you guys there. Um, yeah. It's a bummer. It's, it's I know it it's was done that, for yeah. for good reason. Like it, it was for the the right call to make. It's just that's such a huge signing that's not happening now. You know? Yeah, it's a massive signing. It's two giant like ballrooms full of people, and um, I know that like they tried to like uh, do everything they could with hand sanitizer and no posed pictures, and and then in the end, like people were just canceling, so they had to shut it down. But it's really sad. Um, I do have some, a little bit of good news uh, that, remember how I told you that mom at school like always hugs me? <laughs> Did I tell you guys about that? Yes. She's an over hugger. Like I don't mind a hug. I, I love hugging, but she hugs me when I, when we say hi, she hugs me when we say goodbye. Every single and time. And then at the pickup, she's <laughs> hugs me again and then hugs me goodbye. And I finally told her, I said, Jan, you got to lay off the hugs. This is crazy. You do not. <laughs> I never told you guys this. No. No. You didn't tell her to lay out. No, I told her. I said, please. I, I'm like, I was like, I'm not a, I said, I love hugs, but in a reasonable dose. Like, you did not this tell her this. Yes, what did she say? I love you so much right now. She made, she has a good sense of humor. So she thought it was hilarious. And, oh, that, yeah. and then like, it became a running joke where she, she made, she brings it up and everybody laughs. And I'm like, I'm just not like, I'm not into quadruple hugs every, every day it's, cr- oh, it's insane yes. like That's the double kisses i see people do all the time oh yeah where people kiss you on each shake. so she so this week with uh coronavirus happening she got banned from hugging <laughs> are you serious <laughs> no so so she got banned completely from hugging people yeah oh my god did like did and like so the she, school come up to her like you have to stop hugging people like or how did she get banned how did this how did go to happen it was a collective per- parent uh like group of parents that were like jan that's enough of the hugs for a while wow her name is jan her name is jan yeah <laughs> and she okay, so she jan. texted me la- she texted me last night and she was like you're gonna love this <laughs> 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 got banned from hugging 
I was in stitches. I was in stitches. I was like, I was like, fucking finally. Yes. Honestly, it's like you've been out of control for way too long. I love this. So, Sounds awesome. Um, Thanks, Jan. But anyways, it, one good thing came out of the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> There's that silver lining we're always looking for. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so I have an email from uh, one of our lady listeners. Let's hear it. I think you guys will remember a few, um, it was a few months ago, I'm not going to say her name, but she was asking about a coworker she had a crush on and how they both had an interest in Star yeah, Wars I remember. and maybe should she approach him? Yeah. So she wrote us back because we said to update us. Uh-huh. <laughs> she said, Hey, lady podcasters, I debated on sending a follow-up because it's not an Alexa Riley happy ending. I did chat my crush up, but he showed no interest. So I moved on because I don't want to start my new year pining for someone. I wanted to share, uh, I wanted to share to show all the other single lady listeners that it doesn't always work out and that's okay. I just haven't found the right secret billionaire who will be obsessed with me and wants to impregnate me ASAP (laughs) yet. Sometimes you gotta go. Your lady listeners. That's what makes finding the one so much better. Is having all these shitty ones. What the hell? So then she sent a picture of herself. She said, "Here's a picture of me at Galaxy's Edge, living my best life." Oh, that's so. I just thought that was important to share because you know it's true. You might take a shot. You might shoot your shot and you get uh, rejected, and life goes on. It's fine. Oh, but at least yeah, for sure. Yeah, because then you always wonder, you know, and then you spend time regretting. So, I think that's awesome. Oh, keep doing you, baby girl. Do you. Okay, so on a, uh, a much, uh, well, do you want to talk about the book first and then we'll do questions or do you want to do questions and then talk about the book? Which the book, book we're playing today. Oh, yeah. We'll be, okay. So, we're here to play the second half of, uh, well, I was like, wait, which book? Uh, are we here for a no, reason? definitely not. <laughs> No, it's just a brand new Alexa Raleigh book, Tessa. There's a brand, there's two now two out now this week, out. right? So today is... So Toasty... Yeah, today is yeah, Friday. You um, You're about to hear the... In just a little bit, you're going to hear the final installment of Toasty. That's what you heard on Monday. If you want epilogues, there will not be epilogues in this audio. If you want epilogues, go download the ebook. It's available right now. Go grab it. So get Toasty. Cozy is the companion book that goes with it. They're sisters, Myra and Pippa. If you want Pippa's book, it's called Cozy. You can get it right now. So there you go. Unsubstantial. Yes. It's like like twice the size. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. While we're self-promoting, should I tell them really quickly what the hook is for you yesterday? Give it to us. So... Okay, I'm going to make it really short and sweet. This is my elevator pitch for Reborn and Yesterday. Go. Okay. The heroine is, the heroine is, I just said heroine like no. <laughs> <laughs> it's off on me. The heroine is a uh, mortician and the hero's a vampire. She's getting ready to um, embalm this beautiful man on her. He's laying on her embalming table. She thinks he's dead. And then he sets up. And he opens his eyes, and she realizes he's not dead. But he's a vampire, and humans aren't supposed to know about vampires, so he has to erase her memory. But right before he is about to erase her memory, she says, okay, that's fine, but just so you know, my life is in serious danger. So he can't erase her memory, because then she won't know she's in danger, A, and then he, she also won't trust him the next day to protect oh, her. Oh, shit. So he has to leave her memories Ooh. intact. Yeah. You know... 
it's kind of like there's some themes of reincarnation and past meets present and it's a really beautiful story oh, so I, hope I you guys love it check it out I can't yeah wait. All right, so we have that out of the way. You wanted to talk about um, something? Yeah, so James Lipton. Um, I don't know if anybody has ever uh, been in, in fact, uh, stayed at home a lot during the summertime in the 90s, but if you were a kid <laughs> like the latchkey kid like me, uh, I was stuck at home watching a lot of TV, and James Lipton was on a lot. And he did what's called Inside the Actor's Studio, where he would teach, at, he taught a class at Juilliard, and or like an acting class and then he would bring in famous actors like brad pitt and you know uh i don't know why i've just lost the name of every celebrity that's ever lived like oprah and like james gandolfini i think is what i remember um a lot of the simpsons voices yeah Yeah, i love i loved um john leguizamo was on there i i loved his answers like every every celebrity oh uh, denzel washington's on there and so he always asked the same list of questions to every celebrity. And that was sort of his shtick. It's like James Lipton inside the actor's studio. And then he would have the celebrity beside him and he would just roll down the things. And you just gave an answer and went. And that was it. And I'm in, I thought it would be fun for us to do the list of Did questions. Did you know I went to the so, college where they filmed that? Did you mm-hmm. really? It was, it was in New York, Pace right? University. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so starting, we'll just, I guess we'll go around the house. We'll do Mel and then Tessa, and then I'll go. So the first question is, what's your favorite word? Rigmarole. Just. <laughs> do what? I said just. 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 Okay. Because <laughs> you'd have to take it out a lot. <laughs> According to my editor. Just. <laughs> what's yours, Tessa? I said rigmarole. Rigmarole? That's your favorite word? Just cuffs. I don't know. I like, I tend. Oh, wait, no, wait. That's your that's your favorite word. I like that though. I don't know. I like uh, I think I use just a lot in my writing as well. I tend to use it too often. Yeah. I'm not sure what my favorite word is, but I do like complicated I like complicated words like for you fights. Like SAT words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fisticuffs, rigmarole. So melee. Mine is co- I like cacophony. I, I I just really like the sound of that word. I'll use it sometimes, but it's it's just, I like hearing it as well. I think it's a, a nice sounding word, word, and it actually just means a lot of noises all at one time. <laughs> so it's interesting that I like the sound of the word when an actual cacophony would send me into a panic attack. <laughs> so. This is a weird sidebar, but my my daughter asked me recently, she was like, what, um, what were your favorite, because we play MASH sometimes, and yeah. she was like, what was your favorite name like what were you what was your favorite name when you were a kid like when did you have a name that you were going to name your child someday oh yeah and I remembered that my favorite that I was like I wanted a child named Celeste so bad did you really I wanted one named Star Star a kid named Star for some reason like that's so weird and my daughter she still is laughing about it she thinks it's the funniest thing ever (laughs) she's like Celeste She's like, Mom, it's uh, <laughs> Celeste on the phone. She's so funny. I love that. You should definitely use that to your advantage to start calling her Celeste. <laughs> All right. So what's your least favorite word? I don't know. Mel, do you have one? Not that I can think of. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I don't mind the word moist. Like a lot of people hate the I word moist. I don't moist, either. I don't like, mind I it either. I think it's a great word. Everybody's cringing. Mm-hmm. I, I do. But I think of like cake. When you say moist, I don't yes. think of like, I'm like, I'm I do too. Cake. I don't think of pussy. Yeah. If I'm moist, do Same I taste here. like cake? All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. <laughs> you just sat 
get up straight. I'm on my stretch. I'm like, okay. I'm down. I think one of my least favorite words is, uh, you know, it's strange because it's more of a phrase. I don't like the, I don't like the phrase tilted my neck to give him better access. I don't know why. I, I find that phrase to be so cringeworthy. Oh, it's over. It's overused in romance novels. Uh, maybe yeah. like I just I hear it and I'm like, oh, like I just that's one I don't like. So that's more of a phrase than a word, I guess. You know what? I, I another word I really like is quandary. Oh, I like quandary. Yeah. That's actually I think of that from um, Dr. Seuss in um, Universal Studios. There's a bathroom in Dr. Seuss, and on the outside of it, there's a voice that plays outside the restrooms, and it says Q is for Quan. Quan is for quandary. And it says it over and over and over again all day. And at one point when I was waiting nine hours to ride Hagrid's magical <laughs> motorbike, I had to stand outside that bathroom. <laughs> and I heard that over and over and over. <laughs> so I like the word oh, cock, but I don't like the word coxus. I hate oh, when people okay. say coxus. I don't know. Coxus. Yeah. All right. What turns you on? I think I told you this before, but when my husband gives me money... <laughs> Yes, that's hot as shit. I don't care who you are, where you are, that shit's hot. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like, um, it's like a just, it's like I don't need him to give me money, but it's like a thing of like, I'm taking care of you and I want you to be taken care of and there's something sexy about it. So I do get turned on when he, when he hands me a few 20s or something. I'm just like, I like, I like it. Mine is when my husband is dressed for work. I fully dressed for work and he's about to leave. I don't know why. That's when I'm like, do we have him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and we never do, but it's one of those things where I just see him and I'm like, God, why is he so sexy? Like when he gets ready to go to work, I don't know. Cause he, he has to dress nice normally for work. Cause you know, he's a planning director in our city. So like he wears like khakis and collared shirts and ties and stuff. Like he always looks really nice and put together. And I'm usually like, that's, that's when I'm There is on. something really sexy about watching, well, like, when I go to the bar where my husband works and watch him working behind the bar, I'm like, oh, look mm-hmm. at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like seeing him work. Doing yeah, things yeah. And making things. I like yeah. that. What are you, what about you, Mel? What turns you on? I just like, as annoying as it is at the same time it turns me on is just being handsy. Like when my husband is oh, all the time okay. touching me and I'm like, stop it. But then when he's not touching me, I'm like, why did I walk by you? You didn't even slap my ass. <laughs> yes yeah i can see that all right what turns you off smells same smells yeah yeah i uh, there's nothing more than when your sheets smell like farts there's nothing worse (laughs) (laughs) or like bad breath or like yeah like sweatpants that haven't been washed in two weeks yeah yes yeah Mm -hmm. yep yep those are the ones okay we all agree on that (laughs) What sound? Wait, hold on. I have one more though. You know, like when people are eating like cereal and they get that like white line of milk in their between their. I like I don't I I have like a really hard time sitting and eating with people because of things like that. I'm like, because now I hate you. (laughs) Is anyone shocked about this? No. You know, like get like a little bit of like a little bit of milk in the corner of your mouth, and I'm like, well, I guess we're divorced. So. I can't believe you're still married to him after that tomato soup incident. Oh, did I, t- I, did I tell him about that? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. He ate the concentrated soup. He didn't soup. put the, the can in to, to dilute the soup. He just ate straight, yeah. like, tomato sludge. 
And I still think about it sometimes. Like, that's still in your body circulating somewhere. All right. What sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of things clicking together. Like, I love the sound of, like, um, when you press something in and it's supposed to click in and it does. Oh, that's very satisfying. Yeah, it's satisfying. And also just like a key sliding into a lock, like and turning. You crack your oh, God. I can't believe I just did that on the right in yep. front of the. Um, uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> no, it made sense though. You're like, I like a clicking <laughs> crack sound pop. <laughs> I, like I also the love the sound of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, was, I like the sounds of footsteps when you're running. That when you get that pace going, that. Ch- 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 yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I love the sound of a shower running, like while you're in bed and someone else is in the shower and it's running and there's just that white noise and you're just laying there and you can hear the water like pelting. I love that. Just like that. It's like a big sound around you. It's kind of nice. I love, I love the sound of at night when my husband reads to my kids, like, cause I can hear him do it from downstairs. Cause he, he goes up and he gets them ready for bed. And it's like after all the screaming and whining and complaining and they're in bed and I can hear them reading to them. And I just, I find it so comforting. Sometimes I'll just sit outside their bedroom door and just listen because it just sounds so nice. But I love being read too. So oh, I love that. That's really cute. I enjoy that. What sound or noise do you hate? I hate leaf blowers. <laughs> I hate leaf blowers. Yeah. Just displacing stuff into different places. It's like every... <laughs> The nasty, like, uh, roach carcass and, like, cigarette butt is, like, flying in your direction. Uh, It's just, like, you're breathing it in. I I hate it. It's definitely irresponsible for coronavirus. (laughs) There's one of the alarms on the iPhone that makes my stomach cringe. Like, it just makes it, like, I can feel it. My friend, my friend Jay has it. I don't use it on mine. But some people still have it. And they'll just go off. And whenever it goes off, my stomach, like clinches is it that the one that's like that like it's like louder and louder oh that gives me anxiety i'm like i don't know what i'm just like maybe i used it a long time ago or something but it's just like oh i love the sound of a man grunting oh i do like that i like that one that's good i don't like the sound of like, oh, God, there's so much I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's trying to narrow it down, you know? I don't like when it, it's just, like, like, like alarms, but not just that. It's, like, noise with noise. Like, if my daughter's playing a video game and my husband walks into a room playing a song, I just can't function. Oh, yeah. I'm like, somebody turn something off. Something has to yep. go off. Like, you can't have all these things play at once. Again, the cacophony. It's a cacophony of noises, <laughs> like, yeah. Like if your daughter's, my daughter's on the iPad and the TV stand. is going and my husband's talking to me. Yes. I'm like, everybody calm down. No. <laughs> I know. All of a sudden, I'm on a level 12 yeah. and they're looking at me like I'm an idiot. I know. Like I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand that sound. I hate other, I like, I don't want to hear other people's music. Like when there's a, my neighbor has a car and it's outside my office window and sometimes he cleans the car, but he like leaves the door open with the stereo on full blast. And I'm like, I don't want to hear your music. Like, I don't want to hear your decision. You've made a decision to listen to that song. Why do I have to participate? Put on your headphones. (laughs) (laughs) Or just anytime people have like, they're watching YouTube in public with the sound on. I just like, I can't, I would be like so self-conscious of doing something like that. 
Do you know what though? Like mine is also like a new baby crying. Like it makes my boobs. Oh, hurt. it's like. <laughs> and I'm just like someone feed the baby. Someone feed the baby. Who's not feeding the baby? Like I just panic. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Like like I'm just like someone feed it. You know, like that's why it's crying. Yeah. I just have that panic. No, I'm with you. Because I I'm think it just takes me back to having a child. But what's your favorite curse word? This is my favorite question. This is uh, this one I'm taking more seriously than any of the other questions. Yeah. I will say Denzel Washington gave one of my favorite answers because he said he liked the word shit because it was so I versatile. was just thinking shit. I, said, I think I said that was like, He's like, yeah, he's like, you can go shit, shit, or shit. <laughs> like he said, it's just, he was like, you sprinkle it on everything. It's, it's like seasoning. <laughs> it's hard because I, I mean, like a well-placed F word can really like increase the gravity of what someone's saying or like show passion. Like, um, I've, I actually got my first email this week, a woman saying I curse too much in my books. Do you want me to read it to you? Congratulations, Tessa. Yes, I do. I haven't gotten, and I, I, I had never gotten one and I was actually really starting to think that authors were making it up. Because I was like, there is no way. I, I said, I curse more than anybody. Well, not more than anybody, but I curse a healthy amount. And I don't think we've ever gotten one that says she, that. That I know of. Maybe we have. But my I think my favorite word is goddamn. And it's because, like, I just can't help but say it. And it feels so good because it's a little sacrilegious. It's a little dirty. I'm not supposed to say it. So I like saying it. I, think that's I also like, God damn it. I, I, I say Jesus Christ a lot too. Yeah. When I yeah. get mad, that's, yeah, actually when I get mad. Is that considered a curse? Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'm like, Jesus Christ, can you get out of my office? <laughs> I don't know if I should read this email or not. I'm not going to say her name. Is it still, is it okay to read it? I don't know. Is that bad? You can read it to us later. Save it for afterwards. She just said, if you're unable to write without using fuck, dick, pussy, etc. every other line, then you should take a class in vocabulary. <laughs> what? Yeah. Dick and pussy is like all you're supposed to I use like in Romeo. Every other Get line. I mean, dirt. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm not JD Rob. Back the <laughs> fuck up. It, it was really mean. And I just, rep- I. That is. It mean. was really mean. That wasn't even the meanest part. And I just responded back and I said, thanks oh, for your shit. feedback. That's what I say. <laughs> Thanks for your feedback. I just say no, thanks. but I'm like, it's an exaggeration I feel like it's, that you. I feel like it's super annoying when you say that back. I'm just like, thanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> wow. So, uh, like, I don't. What the entitlement though? That people think that their opinion matters more than your writing. She that's, finished the book. That's strange. <laughs> yeah. She didn't stop. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I. That's, but anyways, that's the first time I've gotten a negative. I, I almost never, ever get negative emails. I think I've gotten that one and maybe one other one in my entire eight, seven, eight years of writing. And then there's some people that say they get them constantly. And I'm like, no, you don't. We get, <laughs> we get aggressive people. They're like aggressively yeah. want something. They like, want your stuff. This? They do. <laughs> I can, I, What's that? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I can attest to that, that you guys have the most, like, where is your, where is your shit? Put it out now. (laughs) Readers. But that's a good thing to me. I think it's great. I mean, the alternative is they don't want it, right? Yeah. No, I don't get mad. I just sometimes take it back. I'm like, wow, she's mad at me. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I think I've 
done this. And the, the other the, the other side of the question is, what profession would you not like to do? I'd like to be in marketing. Yeah. yeah. I would attempt marketing. I think you'd be great at I it. I think you'd be really good at marketing. What would you not like to do? What would I not do? I wouldn't like... I wouldn't like to do any manual labor. I could do manual labor. <laughs> like, no. Like, digging a ditch or, like, running a power line or working on a construction zone. I no, would do any you. of that as long nope. as you don't. I don't want to be with a bunch of people. I know. I don't want a lot of communication. Like, I want to work. Yeah. I don't want people to deal with a bunch of customers and anything like yeah, that I don't yeah. want to do. So, retail. Yeah. <laughs> customer service do, I would love to do like You'd event do planning uh, just like to have like an unlimited budget to create yes. some like amazing ball uh, or like a wedding or mm-hmm. and just like work on the lighting and the everything oh, event planning would be so much fun I mean it would be super stressful but um and the, the job I wouldn't I so I worked in fast food in high school and up until I graduated high school and it to this day is the hardest job I've ever had so, yeah. like, so not the hardest that. job I ever had was, because I worked in restaurants a lot, was hosting out of everything. Yeah. That hurt the body really? the worst. Like, I'd rather serve, run food, clean tables. Because you're standing. Hosting sucks. Yeah. You got people in your face. They want their table. How much longer? And you're standing. And your feet yeah, just start to throb. Sucks. Yeah, that's a tough job. At restaurant, any kind of um, hospitality job is really hard. I waited tables for years, and I would not want to go back to that. But I would include that in the manual labor. I love like, waiting so tables. I liked I waiting tables. Um, I was terrible at it. I was just like, "What do you want? <laughs> you're here, like you're here. You know the menu. What do you want?" I love bartending. I love waiting new. tables. There's something like really. Um, I don't know. There's just something fun about it for me. And it feels. It's a very basic transaction when you're like, here's your cash for a job all done. But I will say I would love to be a therapist. If I didn't have to go to school for all of this, I would love to sit down and tell people how to fix their lives. Like, But you don't really. Like (laughs) therapy is not. It's like you're guiding them to into the realization of how they can fix their own life. You can't fix it for them. And that's what would drive me crazy is because like I would be like, okay, here's what you do. (laughs) Exactly. And I feel like I'd be good at that. That I'd just be like, this is what you got to do to fix it. And you come back next week and be like, I didn't do this, but that's why your life sucks. <laughs> I'd just be like, I told you so the whole time. That's my life's mission is to be like, I told, I told you, you so. so. <laughs> All right, should we do one more? Uh, yeah, there's, um, there's one more question. So this is the last one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gate? Food has no calories. <laughs> <laughs> Food has no calories to me. And I want to hear him That's such a hard question. I would like, to, I just like him to say I was a good person. You know, I don't like, yeah. like, I think we've talked about this before. Like, we're not, not necessarily, I'm not a religious person, though. I take my mom to church every Sunday. And by the way, she had to have told all her of her, the women, she started this Bible study at the church and in, and like the last two sermons have been about non-believers and I know it's targeted at me because <laughs> she must have told them, <laughs> she must have told them that her daughter is non-believer. And so like, I, you know, but I, I sit there and I think I'm, I'm doing something good right now. I'm being a good person. Doesn't that have weight? And shouldn't that be the basic? Yeah, but I think. The, I don't know. We're getting too deep here. But I'm just, I, I, I just want to be a good person. I want to help. When I, 
I want to be positive, you know? I hope I get to a point where I don't need or want that person's validation, even if it's God, to know I was a good person. I can, I don't care. I know what I am. You can say I'm good or not. I don't care. Yeah. Again, I'd like to call back Denzel Washington's answer. What did he say? Where it, he said it was, his was wonderful. He said it's very layered. But I remember he was like, something about like, on Mondays, we go swimming. On Fridays, there's a fish fry. On, you know, Tuesdays, you get to see this person. It was like, he said, that's what I hope. He said, I hope that it's a layered, wonderful thing of all the things I love. And I, I really like that answer. I like I think that he wants one. a schedule. Although, yeah, yeah. I like I the schedule. Sc- camp, I need a schedule. Like, <laughs> yes. If heaven is like tailored to, to, like, your exact tastes, like, my heaven would be yeah. just, like, a posh hotel room with twenty with, with room service. Like, that's <laughs> With all these it. beautiful cheese yeah. boards. <laughs> a nice big tub overlooking, like, city uh-huh. and, like, yeah. thousand thread count so that sheets. That was germ-free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and HGTV playing on the TV and say yes to the dress. <laughs> <laughs> Mel's would be like a housewife reunion every episode. <laughs> Everybody's talking about this it's Bachelor so thing and I don't even watch it. And I was like, because he, he, she chose between Madison and Hannah Ann. And I don't even watch the show and I know everything that happened just from social media. And it's it's crazy. Like the Bachelor's mom doesn't like the one he picked. I think that is so oh, funny. <laughs> they keep showing her face when he picked her, and she's like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Like, <laughs> I loved it. Uh, Amy Schumer did a post on it on her Instagram where she was like, "Okay," she had her husband film it, and Amy goes over to the TV and like points it out. The guy had like a cut on his forehead. I don't know. I haven't seen the show, but he had like a gash or something on his forehead right here. And she's like, "Do you see this?" She's like, if this was The Bachelorette, they would have canceled the whole season. Canceled it. She's like, that's all. That's, that's all true. That's 100% true. <laughs> she was like, the fact that, like, but I guess they the aren't next discussing that he's got this huge gash. Did you know that? Oh, 38. I might watch that one. Yeah. Because, like, I think that it's like, yeah, 38-year-old women are still looking for love. Like, what? Yeah. And guess what? Guess who's watching your show? 38-year-old women and older. And and, and 38, like, I mean, you're in a better position to, I think, accept love into your life than you are when you're in 20. She can, you know what? That woman could probably pick the winner on the first episode. She knows, she knows herself. She knows herself through and through. They're going to be hard pressed to actually have material. That's not, that's my. Well, you know what though? LB was telling me about this because she did, um, she produced a lot of shows like dating shows like that when she was at CMT. And one of the ones she did was, um, Sweet Home Alabama or something. And um, she said it was like their version of The Bachelor. And she said that they were recording the girl and they were doing like recaps and stuff and they were recording her. And she goes, she was like, well, me and, I don't know what his name, Justin or whatever, for example. She was like, me and Justin knew on the first date that we were it, that we were done. We weren't going to, you know, play this game, but I still had to go through with it. She said, we passed notes back and forth to each other the whole time during filming. And just saying like, oh, I can't wait. And LB said, you realize we can't use any of this. (laughs) So they had to like take it out so that it didn't get aired. But she was like, she said, there's shit like that that goes on on all these reality shows. And she was like, I guarantee you that's exactly what happened. We were talking about Love is Blind. Her and I watched the last episode together when we were in Orlando. And she was like, I don't doubt that these people either pass notes or 
you know, somehow communicated to each other. She was like, because it happens. And she was like, and the same thing could happen on The Actual Bachelor. She was like, the, you, the camera crew can't control Wasn't everything. there a season where somebody fell for a producer? Or was that the real world? That was the, the real, real world. world. Yeah, yeah. I remember that was Seattle. And it was, was it the redheaded girl? Was it Seattle? I think it, I know, I know it was the real world. I can't remember which season it was. I think That it was, happened on Teen Mom. Was her name Tracy? Teen Mom. Teen, teen mom, mom, one of the couples went to marriage boot camp, and the teen mom fell for one of the guys. You guys have seen him in the news because she, like, beat him up and took a, cachet, a machete to the door. you probably seen that. What? Oh, you haven't seen that? That's no. show. There's no. been so many. This... What news do you watch, Melissa? TMZ? It's TMZ. <laughs> That's how I know who all of them are. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I clicked on TMZ. I watch TMZ constantly. They alert me. I get my alert. It's a shit show and I hate it. (laughs) I hate that I can't not watch it. Like they, they're reporting the the (laughs) sensationalism that they were reporting on today with the coronavirus. It's like, it's so terrible. What's their take on it? And I click on it every single time. I'm sure this, this is why you two were freaked out about it. Oh, it all makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) TMZ, the reputable oh news source, no. guys. Um, okay, so we are going to play the second half of Toasty by Alexa Riley. You can go click the ebook uh, right now with bonus epilogues of Toasty and also Cozy, the companion novel. It's, a, it, it's the sister, um, is available now. You can go to alexariley.com. It's available on Kobo, Barnes & Noble, Apple, and and you can download directly from our, your can to your Kindle that's from our right. website. So, so here's yeah. the second half of Toasty, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. Chapter seven. Case. I slide my hands under her ass and lift her off the floor of the limo. Her cunt is completely bare, and my mouth waters when I see how wet she is. I hum my approval as I use my tongue to part her lips, and the first taste of her tangy sweetness hits me. Fuck, you've been keeping this hidden from me for too long. I kiss her pussy like I would her mouth, and at first I go slow. I slide my tongue gently over her clit, wanting to savor this. Don't tease me. Her voice is a whine as she raises her hips and I can taste her need. Don't rush me. I stare at her for a long moment before I go back to my sweet treat. The limo is rocking, but I'm not letting go of her. I suck my way up her slit until I get to her clit, and then I give it the attention it deserves. I slide my thumb inside of her while I use my fingers to part her lips so I can have full access to her. She cries out, and her thighs tighten on either side of my head, but I don't stop. She's been hiding from me for too goddamn long, and I'm not about to let her out of my sight. Ever again. Case! Her pussy is drenched and so damn soft as I sink in and out of her. Apologize to me, I growl, slowing my fingers and my tongue. What? She widens her eyes as she raises her hips, and I know she's on the razor's edge of ecstasy. Tell me you're sorry for running out on me and hiding away in that castle. I wasn't hiding. She looks away after she says the words, and we both know she's lying. Don't. 
I take the flat of my fingers and pop her pussy on the lips and she cries out. Try again. And this time, don't lie to me. She grunts as I soothe the ache with my fingers and just the hint of my tongue. I'm sorry, she says through gritted teeth. I don't think you mean it. I don't. She tries to wiggle out of my hold, but I won't let her. I lazily lick over her clit, and she's like a cat with the way she purrs and relaxes. Tell me you're never going to do that again. She opens her eyes, and they're hooded with desire. I might. Without warning, I pop her pussy again, and she cries out, and I know she's getting off on both the gentle and the stern. Is this what you want? I pop her two more times, and she's so wet it's dripping down her ass. Please, Case, I'm so close. Which way do you want it, kitten? I lick her slowly and then circle her clit. I, I just want to, oh God. I slide my thumb out and use it on her clit as I roughly move two fingers inside her. I lean down and let my tongue join my thumb as I work every delicious spot on her. How about both? I pinch her clit right before I rub her G-spot and send her over the edge. With one final stroke inside of her, I can feel the rush of her release. She falls apart in my arms as I taste her pleasure and devour it. It's almost enough to send me into paradise with her, but I hold back. I want to save it until I can be inside her again, and I don't want the next time we make love to be in this limo. She deserves better than the first time, but I was too far gone. Now that I know she's going home with me, I'm going to take my time. I savor each squeeze of her pussy and every pulse of her release as I lick her cunt clean. It's so fucking sweet and juicy that I can't stop even long after she's finished. This time, there's no hurry to the finish line. Only me enjoying the taste and scent of the heaven between her legs. More, she moans, tangling her fingers in my hair. You won't be able to keep me off of you. Just then, the limo comes to a stop and I have to leave her warmth. I take my dress shirt off and grab my jacket as I help her sit up. I can't believe you're going to let me walk out of here like this. She scowls as I put my shirt on her and then my jacket on top of it. It covers more than you were already wearing. I glare down at the offensive silk and she laughs. Besides, we're in the garage. No one is going to see shit. Then why not let me walk out naked? She raises an eyebrow at me in challenge, and I want to bend her over and spank her ass. Because I don't want to fuck you in my garage, and I'm going to if I see you step out of this car naked. Her mouth forms a perfect O as I get out and then hold out my hand for her to take. The driver already departed out of the security entrance and left us alone. The garage is attached to the house and holds some of my most used cars. There's another on the property that holds a few of the ones I keep for fun, but it's not practical to have all of them here. I bought this house right after I met Myra. I didn't realize it then, 
But when I met her, I began making plans. Lots of them. I sold my bachelor pad downtown and found this place in the country. I had the house renovated the past few years, all based on designs she said she liked. I also began to relinquish some of my controlling assets to my cousin and our board members. At the time, it was little by little, so no one seemed to notice. But I knew that one day I would make Myra mine and I couldn't keep working at the pace I was going. Every time I would take her on a work trip, we would tour properties and hotels. I would make a point to ask her what she liked about it and how she would change the design if she didn't. It took me years to get it exactly right, and I'm still not completely sure. But the devil is in the details, and I'm her own personal Lucifer. I can't wait to bring her inside and not only show her the place that I've created just for her, but to be able to fuck her on every surface imaginable. I've had fantasies about it for far too long, and it's time I fulfilled some of them. You've got a 68 Jaguar? She turns around with wide eyes, and I smile as I pull her against me. In Sherwood Green. That's my favorite car. Her voice is awed as we walk past it and she trails her fingers along the hood. I know. I watch as her eyes track the curve of the car, and for a second I'm jealous at the attention she's giving it. I had every intention of throwing her the keys, but maybe I'll wait a little longer. I'm not ready to share that look in her eyes. What else have you got in here? She cranes her neck to look around, and I tug her toward the door. Later. This time when I pull her close, I slide my hand up the shirt and to her bare ass. I'm not through with you yet. Chapter 8 Myra I can hear my phone ringing in the distance, but my eyes are too heavy to open. I snuggle into the warm bed and let out a contented sigh. My body feels... Before I can finish that thought, my eyes spring open. My body feels good, but it's pregnant. I'm pregnant. Not only that, I'm with Case. I don't remember much after he carried me inside. He'd been so starved, I don't know how many times he made me come with his mouth between my legs. But he couldn't get enough. Over and over, he'd demand one more. Then I'm pretty sure I blacked out from pleasure. Is that possible? Either way, my body was only able to take so much, and I tried to get as many as I could before I passed out. He'd been right when he said I touched myself. I would try and find the same pleasure he gave me that night in the limo, but it was never there no matter how many times I tried. The second case touched me. My body responded to what it had been craving. I look around the giant bedroom, and it's breathtakingly beautiful. I'm in a massive bed with white fluffy blankets, and a big fur is thrown across the end of it. Off to one side is a sitting area with a beautiful purple velvet sofa and an ottoman table. There's a vase on it that has purple roses that match the sofa, and a silver-framed mirror etched with intricate vines sits behind it. I glance to the center of the room where a fire burns in the fireplace, 
and my eyes can't keep up as I take in the crown molding and pictures that hang on the walls. I thought this was Case's house. I knew from the garage it wasn't his penthouse, but this is not what I pictured the inside of his home to look like. His office was cold and nothing but blacks and grays. Everything in it had a purpose or it was gone. When I first started working for him, I had to stop by his place in the city, and it was the same as his office. It had been a long time since I was requested to go there to grab things or stop by because I needed something signed immediately. My sister thought I was a workaholic, but I have nothing on case. He was there before I got in and still there after I left. I tried to outlast him, but it was pointless. I think he made sure he was always the first in and the last out. This place is decorated so beautifully and somehow it feels familiar. I'm pretty sure I've seen most of these things before, but not all together. I want to see more and go exploring. If this is only the bedroom, the rest of the place is going to be spectacular. I throw my legs over the side of the bed, but stop when I see my wrist is tied to something. What the hell? I pull on the soft material and it looks like a tie. You're only making the knot worse. I look up as Case comes walking out of the bathroom and only a pair of loose sweatpants with my phone in his hand. Give me that. When did he get my phone? Do you want your phone or your freedom? He smirks and his eyes dance with mischief. I scrunch my face. This is weird. I have no idea what's going on, and he's acting so different. I'd be a liar if I didn't admit to enjoying it. Getting to spar with him is so much better now that he isn't my boss. Are you teasing me? Case doesn't tease or joke. I do enjoy when your kitten claws come out. You should see my back. My mouth falls open. Did I do something to his back or is he teasing me again? You tease and dirty talk now? I think there's something wrong with you. I pull on my wrist. This isn't the case I know. Is this your place or is it rented? I fire off questions, one after another. Place is mine. He pulls at the knot and my wrist is free. He stops and kisses it, and I think about telling him it doesn't hurt. But this gentle, sweet side does things to me. Would he be the kind of father who kisses our kids' boo-boos to make them feel better? Kid, I mentally correct. There's only the one, unless it's twins. Oh, shit. I'm not ready to go there. It won't stop ringing, and I didn't want it to wake you up. He hands me my phone. I told Steve to fuck off and your sister that you're okay. Who's Steve? I search my mind. Doesn't matter because he's fucking off. He shrugs. I'm guessing one of the vendors from last night. Don't tell people who call my phone to fuck off. In fact, don't answer my phone. That's what voicemail is for. I hiss at him. I see a man's name pop up on your phone. I'll answer it. I glare at him and he smiles. He freaking smiles. Case Cox is smiling, and I'm going to murder him. Later. That mouth of his is going to get him through another day, if it can give me a repeat of last night. 
whatever, I mumble. Your sister called six times. I had to answer. Is everything okay? I click my phone and see I have missed texts from her asking if I'm okay. She's worried. Kay steps closer to me, brushing my hair off my shoulder, reminding me that I'm naked in his bed. More worried than I think she should be. His eyes search my face, and I lick my suddenly dry lips. Case never had marriage material written across him. I don't think I've ever seen him around a kid before. I have no idea how he's going to handle the news of me being pregnant with his baby. I'm fine. She just worries. It's a sister thing. I try to brush it off so he doesn't push. You never told me you had a sister. He actually looks hurt as he says it. Can I get dressed? I stand up and take a sheet with me to partially cover myself. Case being Case pulls it from me and tosses it back onto the bed. I put my hands on my hip, standing there naked and raise my chin in challenge. I rather enjoy that you don't bite your tongue anymore, that my kitten's claws have come out. His comment should make me mad, but I'm starting to see he's been pushing me all this time. I let out a small laugh. I rather enjoy your mouth now, too. He throws his head back, laughing, and I smile. Case is handsome all on his own. But when he laughs, it's something else. Knowing I made him do it warms every part of me. His head drops, and he looks down at me before his face becomes serious. Everything is okay, right? There was something in your sister's voice that made me concerned. He reaches his hand out and cups my jaw as his thumb traces my lips. He's always so good at reading people, except me. You passed out on me and then slept 12 hours. I'm fine. I rest my hands on his chest. I was worn out from all the wedding planning. That's why you shouldn't do them and just elope. I see the appeal. I laugh. This time he doesn't, and his face is still serious. He drops his head and his forehead rests on mine. I want nothing more than to pull you back into bed and finish what we started last night. My fingers dig into his bare chest. But all you ate for dinner was cake, and it's been too long since then. Now that I've been granted freedom, I'll eat. I couldn't risk you running off again. He kisses the end of my nose. I'll start breakfast. You cook? I call after him. Wait, this is your home. He said it was, but I'm not sure I'm buying it. Yes, to all those questions, kitten. He calls back. Make use of my closet, or you can walk around naked. I'll do whatever I want, I shout. Both will please me, so have at it. I have no idea what is going on here. What I do know is every time I get into the limo with Case, my life changes. Who knows how it will change again when he finds out I'm pregnant. I think for today I might just enjoy this. I'll deal with reality later. Chapter 9 Case
When she walks into the kitchen, I nearly drop the dishes I'm holding. She's completely naked except for a bow tie around her neck. I can see her cheeks are bright red, but she's holding her shoulders back and walking like she doesn't have a care in the world as she goes over to the stool and sits down. So, what's for breakfast? She blinks a few times as she looks at me with a coquettish smile. I place the dishes on the counter and walk around the bar over to where she's sitting. Her long legs are crossed and draped down to her perfectly painted pink toes. I've kissed every inch of them, but I haven't had them wrapped around me yet. I wanted to give her time before I took what I wanted, but it seems like she's got other ideas. What did you think was going to happen when you walked down here like this? I turn her stool so she's facing me and I lean forward, placing my hands on the counter behind her. Her legs have no choice but to uncross and spread as I bully my way between them. Did you think I wouldn't notice? I thought you might like the view while we ate. She raises her chin, and damn do I love how she challenges me. And how am I supposed to eat like this? I cup my cock over my sweatpants and hiss at the pain. Last night, I kept jacking off while I ate her pussy, and it was embarrassing how many times I came on myself. But my cock was by no means satisfied, and this morning it's made its demands known. I can hardly walk with how much it aches, and it's so full and hard it's sticking out of the top of my sweats. I'm not wearing a shirt, so I have nothing to cover the ruddy head that's peeking out and leaking drops of need. You found a way around that last night. She's breathy as she leans back and spreads her legs further. The reminder of eating her pussy and the sight of it now is almost too much. Coming on my hand isn't going to work anymore. My jaw pops as I grind my teeth and I swear to God she's doing this to torture me. Where would you like to put it? I feel her foot on the back of my thigh as she trails it up and pulls me closer. You're trying to get me to break my control. Some of it snaps as I grab her hips and pull her to me, grinding against her. I don't like it. I feel the edge of her fingertips skim along the waist of my sweats until she makes contact with the head of my cock. I hiss through my teeth as she teases me there, swirling circles around it. This time, she smiles as she tugs it down, and I don't stop her. Yes, you do, she whispers, and we both know she's right. One quick thrust and I could be balls deep inside her. I fought with my need all night. God damn it, I'm weak. I want her to be the one to beg for it, not the other way around. I want to fuck her when she admits that she's in love with me, and not a second before. But my wants and needs are at war, and right now, I don't know which one will win. As if she knows what I'm doing, she grips my length and squeezes it. I groan as a fat pearl of cum leaks out of the tip and falls onto her pussy lips. She does it again, and I grunt, thrusting into her palm, unable to stop my body's reaction. No, I groan, thrusting forward once more. 
Only this time I make contact with her wet heat. Are you going to deny me? She pretends to pout as she looks up at me through her lashes. I'm achy. Fuck, I roar, taking a step back, and her hand falls away from my dick. I heave in a breath of fresh air, one that's not filled with her scent, as I turn away from her and tuck my cock back into my sweats. Fine, have it your way. Her voice is so light and sing-song, like she wasn't about to bring me to my knees. Mmm, this bacon is so good. Nice and thick. I hear her chewing, so I close my eyes tightly and take another deep cleansing breath. When I have myself as under control as I can possibly be right now, I walk away from her and over to where I have all the food laid out. You won't come sit beside me? She sits up straight, and her pink-tipped breasts sway a little with the motion. Not until you've finished your food. I have to look away, because the thought of tracing the curve of her tits with my tongue while she rides my cock is too fucking strong. Gosh, I'm such a slow eater. I look over in time to see her licking the syrup off her fingers, and it's too much. Damn it, Myra, quit it. I slam my hands on the counter, and she laughs. How can I stop when it's so good seeing you like this? She takes a huge bite of her pancake and I watch her chew. You enjoy my misery. My voice is grumbly, and now I sound like the one pouting. She shakes her head as she swallows and takes a drink of coffee. I enjoy you getting a taste of your own medicine. I plant my fists on the counter in front of her and lean forward. I feel the muscles flex in my arms and back. Her eyes widen. The second that plate is clean, your ass is mine. But what if I want seconds? She licks the syrup off her finger again. But this time, she looks a little more careful. You'll have it when I'm done with you. She swallows as she looks down at my plate. Aren't you going to eat? I already did when I was waiting for you to wake up. I rub my hand over my bare stomach, and I don't miss how she watches me. I didn't want to waste any time. You're a beast. She winks at me and polishes off the rest of her bacon. You didn't have any complaints last night. I licked my lips, remembering her taste. Your cunt has driven me to the edge of crazy. Case? She whispers, looking away. You can't say stuff like that. You like it. Now I'm the one to turn her words around, and the fact that she doesn't deny it says all I need to know. She slows down when she gets to the last bite of her pancake, and I make my way around the counter separating us and by her side. Go on and clean your plate, because afterwards you're going to clean my cock. Her eyes snap up to mine, and I reach out to wipe a bit of syrup off her bottom lip. I suck on my thumb after I clean the sugar off it, then shake my head. Mm, still not as sweet as you. The sound of her fork hitting her plate might as well be a red flag in front of a bull.
I grab her by the hips and pull her to the edge of her seat. On your knees, kitten. This little tease of yours deserves some payback. Chapter 10 Myra Without question, I fall to my knees because I've been dying to know what he tastes like. I don't know what got into me when I walked into the kitchen naked. I always feel Case is in control, and this might be my way of trying to grab some of my own. As I kneel before him, I realize how much I crave his dominant ways. The way he bossed me around at work always turned me on. My whole body would light up when he barked orders at people, but he never directed it at me. I was always seeking his approval, trying to do anything and everything he would ask of me. Even when I did mess something up, I still never got that bark of his. I tried to walk away from him, and I never got what I needed, no matter how hard I tried. It isn't until this moment that I realized this is what I was seeking. Not only is it his affection I'm craving, but his need for me. Now he's practically buzzing and unable to control himself. I understand now that he was hiding what he really wanted, and maybe even pissed that I was tempting him from the very start. Get it out, kitten. I stare at his cock through his sweats, and my nipples tighten. The throb between my legs starts to pulse, and I need attention. I can feel my thighs slick with need as I tremble with desire. Are you suddenly shy? He asks, reaching down and playing with the bow tie around my neck. No, I lie, reaching up to free him. What he doesn't know is that I have no idea how to suck him off. He moves faster and his hand captures my wrist. I may not have been reading you right months ago when you pranced around my office. I don't prance around the office, I defend, cutting him off. Another lie? You keep stacking them up. I shut my mouth now because he's right. I did prance around the office, but only when I was in his office or when I thought he was looking my way. Now that I've been inside you and tasted every inch of you, I can tell when you're lying. My heart starts to thud in my chest. Case can read everyone, and I always wondered if he knew about my crush on him. Don't be embarrassed about sucking my cock. I like the pretty shade on your cheeks when you blush. He lets go of my wrist and his thumb brushes across my face as I lean in to the touch. But keep lying and I'll redden your other cheeks. My mouth falls open. You will not. I would. Our eyes stay locked and I know he's not lying. Don't pretend you're not getting turned on thinking about it. I know you've thought about me bending you over my desk at work and pulling up one of those tight skirts you're always wearing. I nod. So many times I played that exact fantasy out in my mind. Take my cock out, and maybe I'll take you into my office and give you the spanking you deserve. I eagerly pull his cock free, and cum already leaks out of the tip and spills onto my hand. His length is so thick and hard and begging for my attention. I did this to you? 
I look up at him through my lashes, and his shaft is heavy and angry with need. Need for me. Only you can do this to me. His jaw flexes. I know he's trying to stay in control as I wrap my hand around his cock. It jerks in my hold, and I'm surprised by how smooth yet hard it is. I lean forward, taking my first taste of him, and he groans as his sweet, salty taste hits my tongue. I moan with him, and my whole body feels like it's on fire with need. I don't know if it's need for my own release or to give him his. Why didn't you ever let me do this before? I ask, taking another lick. His hand digs into my hair, and I feel the power of him above me. We could have been doing this from the very start. Why did we have to wait all this time to have this? Kitten, he warns, because I'm toying with him. The longer I make him wait for pleasure, the longer I'll have to wait to get my own. Case. I take another lick and he closes his eyes, sucking in a deep breath. His hand in my hair tightens. And though it doesn't hurt, he's reminding me I'm under his control. You worked for me. He grits out, and I reward him for answering me. I run my tongue all the way around the head of his cock and suck him just a little before popping him back out of my mouth. I think they call this a job too, I tease. Myra, you're killing me here. Please show some mercy. I don't remember you showing me mercy all that time I worked for you. I brush my lips against the tip of his cock. I was trying to get you to quit, he grunts. Then why hire me at all? You want me to quit now? I suck the head of his cock into my mouth, and the sounds he makes are nearly enough to send me over the edge. I'd give anything in the world for you to not quit right now. I smile around his cock before I take him deep in my throat. He sucks in a breath and lets out a string of curses, while I learn I clearly don't have a gag reflex. I pull back. Should I make a list? Kitten, you won't come for a week if you don't finish what you've started. I can tell from the look in his eyes he's not playing. At least he thinks he can make good on those words. But now I know the truth. Case is mine. I think I could get him to do anything I want. But right now what I want is his cum down my throat. So I do as I'm told and suck him back into my mouth. I go all the way down onto him and bob my head up and down. His hips move as he thrusts into my mouth, and he groans my name over and over. Coming. He grits out as a warning, just before warm cum hits the back of my throat. I keep on sucking, needing every last drop of it. I earned it, so now it's mine, and I'm going to take it all. I'm going to take as much of case as I can get. His hands go under my arms as he lifts me from my knees and sets me onto the counter. My legs part and go to either side of his. I'm so turned on, it's hard for me to sit still. Then I melt as he ever so softly kisses each of my knees that are a little red from kneeling on the floor. Once that's done, he stands up and his hands delve into my hair while he kisses me. 
The taste of his masculine release is still on my tongue as he deepens it. It's overwhelming and sexy as hell, and I don't want it to end. I know in this moment I'm hopelessly in love with him, and I think maybe he loves me too. How will he feel when he finds out I'm keeping a secret from him? The kind of secret that might change what this could be. Chapter 11 Case Where are you taking me? She squeals as I throw her over my shoulder and walk out of the kitchen. Back to bed, of course. Don't you have actual work you need to do today? She playfully smacks my ass and I give her one back. Are you sure you want to start that game? Always a question with a question. Her hand grips my cheek this time, and I don't waste time rubbing on hers. It seems to me sucking dick is giving you energy. I slip two fingers between her folds and thrust them inside her wet channel. Case, she cries out as she tilts her ass up. You like it. I turn my face and bite the side of her thigh as I keep on walking toward the bedroom. Her shout of surprise turns into a moan of pleasure, and I can hear how turned on she is. My fingers make slippery sounds as I move them in and out of her, and her body responds in kind. When we get back to the room, I playfully toss her in the middle of the bed, and she does a little bounce into the piles and piles of soft blankets. She giggles as I toss the fur on top of her, and her naked body is surrounded by white. I grab her foot and begin to tickle it as she gets twisted in the blankets. She screams and laughs, trying to kick out and away from me. Case, don't! I'll pee! She laughs, rolling herself into a cocoon. You better not, I call out. But I don't stop as I move to her other foot and upper legs. She continues to laugh and kick her feet as I climb on the bed with her. You better give me what I want or I'm not going to stop. Anything, anything, please, Case. I grab her other foot and hold them together. She's out of breath but keeps laughing, and I can feel my own smile growing. When have I ever felt this happy? Tell me you love me, I call out, and she stills. What? She looks up at me and blinks a few times as she pushes the hair out of her eyes. You heard me. I let go of her feet and move so that my body covers her. I pull the blankets down so I can see her, and then I stay like that as I look into her eyes. I've never felt anything like this before, Myra. I don't ever want it to stop. What are you saying? She places her hand on my chest as I brush the hair away from her face. I'm saying I love you, and I want you to say it back to me. I shrug. I realize that's not necessarily how it works, and maybe you need time to find those feelings inside of you, but I love you, she blurts out. I don't know how it happened with your bossy ass stomping around all the time, but I've been in love with you for a long time. I don't stomp. I feel my eyebrows pull together and she laughs. Yes, you do. But it's part of why I love you. Keep saying it. 
I lean down and rub my nose against her as I pull off the blankets that have wrapped around her and moved between her legs. I love you, Case Cox, she whispers, and I line my cock up at her entrance. I love you too, kitten. When I slide inside of her, it's different than before. She's still so damn tight and hot, but this time it's not rushed. I sink slowly into her and hold myself there as we connect in the most intimate way possible. The kiss is slow and soft as we truly make love. Her legs wrap around me and my arms go around her back. I take my time as my cock fills every spare inch of her and then demands more. I grind against her clit and she moans into my mouth. It's the sweetest torture for the both of us while we build and build. Can I be on top? She says, raising her hips. I nod, grab her hips, and roll us over so that she's straddling me. My hands grip her ass and move her up and down the length of my cock as her pussy rubs all over me. Lean down, I growl, and she does as I ask. When her tits are in my face, I suck on one nipple and then the other, going back and forth. Her hot little cunt responds to it and squeezes around me every time I suck on her. Fuck. I lie back and watch her lost in pleasure as she grinds down. Case, I'm... Before she can finish her sentence, she comes, and I can feel the release on my cock. I hold her down and thrust up, giving in to my own release and following her over the edge. My cock swells as I empty inside her tight sheath, and I growl with pleasure. She falls on top of me, her body limp and soft as I thrust the last of my seed into her. I don't think about the fact that I'm not wearing a condom because I don't care. She's mine and she loves me, and there's nothing that's ever going to change that. Oh God, she moans, and I smile, but half a second later she's moving off of me and climbing out of bed. Myra? I barely get her name out as she races to the bathroom with a hand over her mouth. I hear her retching in the bathroom, and I jump up from the bed and go after her. Kitten, are you okay? I grab a washcloth from the shelf and run it under cold water as I hear the toilet flush. I walk into the separate room attached to the bath and see her kneeling with her head in the toilet. Crouching down beside her, I put the cloth on the back of her neck and brush her hair out of the way. Well, I can't say that was the reaction I was expecting, I tease. She doesn't look at me as she tries to push me away. Get out of here. I'm going to be sick again. I'm not leaving you, I say, sitting down on the floor beside her. I hand her another washcloth and she uses it to wipe her face, but she still won't look at me. After a long stretch of silence, where I'm trying to remember where I put my phone so I can call my doctor, she finally turns and her eyes meet mine. She's crying, and my heart aches as I lean forward and rub her back. Hey, it's okay, I'll call the doctor. She shakes her head and wipes away the tears. Case, I'm pregnant. Chapter 12
Myra. Case stares at me in shock. The hand that was rubbing my back pauses and I drop my head, feeling the tears run down my cheeks. He kisses my bare shoulder. It's going to be fine. He places a kiss on my bare shoulder, then another until I relax into him and let myself cry. It feels good to release everything that's been inside of me. Case holds me close and rocks me back and forth. Let it out. He encourages me, and I do. I hold on to him just as tightly as he is holding on to me. I don't know how long we sit on the bathroom floor like that, with my face buried in his neck. But after a while, he lifts me and carries me into the shower. He washes me ever so softly, taking his time before turning off the water and drying me off. My whole body feels relaxed, even though I know we haven't talked this out. A weight has been lifted from my shoulders. He knows, and everything is out there now. Use mine. Case gives me his toothbrush, and I take it from him. I brush my teeth as he wraps me in a robe, and I watch in the mirror as he dries himself off. My eyes flick to his hard cock, and he shakes his head. Don't. He warns, but my body still heats. You're naked, so I can't not be hard, but it's not the time. He grabs my hand, and we walk over to the bed. Lie down. He orders, pointing to the bed, and I fall back onto it. Be careful. He grunts, shaking his head. I roll over and watch him walk into his closet for a few minutes, before he comes back out in another pair of gray sweats. He still hasn't said anything about me being pregnant, and I guess me bursting into tears didn't give him room to talk. I wasn't crying because I'm pregnant, I say, when he makes it back to the bed and sits down. I sit up and look at him. I don't want him to think I'm not happy about this, but I never thought about having a baby before, and it was overwhelming. Now that I have one growing inside of me, it's crazy how badly I want it. Were you going to tell me? He asks. Of course, I gasp. I'd never keep that from you. I only found out the morning of Pippa's wedding. Then everything was a little bit of a whirlwind that I didn't want to end. I wouldn't have blamed you. Case's eyes meet mine, and my heart hurts for him as I crawl into his lap. Don't say that. I wrap my arms around his neck and look into his eyes. I've been an asshole to you. This is true, I agree, smirking. I'm sorry, Myra. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't think either of us knew what we were doing. The first day I saw you come in for an interview, I was captivated. I wanted you, so I told them to hire you as my PA. I knew you'd be lovely to look at every day. I smile, because it's kind of sweet. That explains how I got such a high-level job so quickly. Then I wanted to touch you. Why didn't you? I brush my nose against his as I enjoy hearing him talk about how he feels about me. When I first started working for Case, I wasn't ready for him. I needed time to find myself and get Pippa and me on our feet. 
I think Case needed time, too, because he doesn't let anyone get close. The closest person to him is his cousin who has to push himself into his life. You worked for me. He kisses each of my cheeks. I was fighting myself. I wanted you to quit so I could have you, but you wouldn't. I did. I remind him that he won that battle. Although, even when I did it, I think I knew Case would come back for me. It's why I hid out at my sister's. It was my small way of getting back at him. I knew eventually he'd find me, because he never stops until he gets what he wants. It's how he's gotten so far in life, and it's one of the many things I love about him. I wanted him to prove to me I was one of the things he'd fight for. Deep down, that's what I'd been waiting for. And when he showed up to my sister's wedding, I was done for. After me being an asshole to you, I went too far. But we're here. I think maybe we both went a little too far. And you're crying your eyes out. I'm scared, I admit. I don't want things to change, but I do want them to change. I let out a laugh because that sounds ridiculous. I think I have pregnancy brain. I don't know how to explain this. I'll be good to you. I love you so fucking much, Myra. Give me a chance. I'll be whatever you need. He pleads, and my heart melts. That's just it. I don't want you to change. I love the grumpy you and the playful you. I thought I was already in love with you, and then you turn into this sweetheart on a dime. At every turn, I'm finding something new about you, and I fall deeper in love. I want it all, every side of him, especially the ones I know only I get. Nothing has to change. He kisses my lips, and I let out a soft sigh. It feels so good to be in his arms. I'm safe and taken care of, and it's how I always felt around him. It's why I put up with his grumpy ass. He's like a bear with a thorn in his paw, but he's my bear. A baby changes everything. I've never heard Case talk about wanting a family. All he did was work. But I guess he built a secret dream house on the side when I wasn't paying attention. Not really. We would have had kids sooner or later. He lifts his eyebrows, like this is a foregone conclusion. You've always wanted kids? Hope lights up inside me. I didn't know I wanted anything until you walked into my life. Now I want it all. He rolls us so he's on top of me. You know I'm an all or nothing kind of man. It's why it's been so hard being near you and not having you. I've been driving you crazy? I smile up at him. The feeling is mutual. Now you're going to have to spend the rest of your life driving me crazy. I think I can handle that. I wrap my legs around him. I do love you after all. A possessive glint lights up in his eyes. I love you too, kitten, he says, dropping his mouth down onto mine. We both have gotten everything we've ever wanted. We might have taken the long way to find it, but fate had its plans. And now, everyone gets there happily ever after. This has been Toasty 
by Alexa Riley. Read for you by Elizabeth Hart and Kurt Bonham. We're back. Hey. Hey. How about that last chapter? How about it? <laughs> so do you want to talk about your book, Tessa? Um, I already told him about it. Reborn yesterday. I feel like I've talked it to death now. But okay. it's out now. It's uh, available everywhere. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, you know, all the places. All the places. Next week on the podcast, we have Seta J. Yay. Yay. Yes. Little Seta. She's bringing us. She's so tiny. We're bringing us some, she's bringing us some uh, sci-fi, some sci-fi love. Yeah. And we like her a lot. She's like a friend of the podcast, so we're excited. I'm not sure why yep. it took us so long to have her on, but. Because she yeah, writes really she long writes long books. <laughs> <laughs> she's like J.R. Ward. You're, if you're listening to this, Seta, simmer down. Simmer down, hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, she writes long books, but they're wonderful. Awesome. So. It was hard to get her nailed down. So go get cozy, go get toasty, go get reborn yesterday. Like this podcast, subscribe to it, and uh, go to Facebook for the Read Me Romance headquarters. We're going to be doing tons of giveaways this week um, associated with our releases. Do you have anything, Mel? No, you can check out the new release tab, and I'll have everything posted up. Yeah, make sure you enter um, giveaways and stuff this week. We're giving away lots of, I don't know what yet, but there's (laughs) There's going to be a lot of it. So books. Lots and lots of giveaways. So just follow us everywhere. All right, Leah, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read 